like a jaguar or something. Why would you go in there in the first place? Oh, yeah, and wasn't, you she apolog- wasn't she apologizing for that or something? Yes. That's my, crazy. My Wait, what's dog. the story? A woman got attacked by a jaguar because she went into the exhibit and then she apologized for it. Oh, she got to try to take a selfie yes. with the yeah. jaguar. Like, yeah. what are you thinking? Yeah. Like, what in, like, bro, like, I don't understand this Ridiculous. world at all. Why would you even attempt <laughs> to go in there? It's a whole jaguar that's okay. built to eat meat. <laughs> like... <laughs> back to the Unqualified Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Tang, and unfortunately, my co-host, Connor, couldn't be here with us today. But we have a very special treat for you today. Today, we are here with by far the most requested guest, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Nicholas Nixon. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? I'm so happy to be here. And we also got Jocelyn. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, obviously, Nixon, most requested guest. We've got a lot of people excited today, but let's just start off basic. How are you doing today? Man, just came back from a funeral, but I'm doing all you know, I'm just cooling. Obviously, sorry for your loss, but other than that, how's everything going? Everything was going good, you know, I'm so happy to be here, you know, because you got the legend on the thing, so I'm going to let's get this thing started. Of course. All right. So, Nixon, I've got a couple of questions for you. Right. Obviously, we know, everyone knows that you're an athlete, all right? Yeah. So, I guess the first things first, what sports have you done, letting the viewers know? So, all the sports that I did, I actually did a bunch of sports. When I was little, I did soccer, baseball, lacrosse, golf, and tennis. But uh, but I say the sports I did in high school, though, I did football, wrestling, and track. was really, really good at wrestling. Before I got injured, uh, I was actually going D2. You are going D2 in, in wrestling or football? Wrestling. In wrestling? All right. What's your favorite part about wrestling? My favorite part about wrestling, <laughs> no, no parts. <laughs> like some, like at first, I used to think of just the fact that me just like slamming people, taking all my aggression because I was always an angry kid. But I say the best part about wrestling was the fact that I got to meet and connect with different people. Because like initially coming in freshman year, like I um, not too many people know, but I came from Chicago, so it was like kind of hard for me to make friends because I used to think I didn't fit in. But wrestling changed it actually opened up my mind. And maybe mature and get along with pretty much everybody. And that's why I created friends like you and Joe Salerno. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what I met you during track, or no, was it? Be- it was before. Was it during before track? track, or but was it before in like some sort of class? It was in uh, summer school. Summer? I didn't go to summer school. Was, I know I have some time in the summer. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't go to summer school. But I mean, it's probably somewhere somewhere around north. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, we met. You met most of the football guys during the summer. Yeah, during some of our freshman year. Yeah. So. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I guess yes. Sports just brings everyone together. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. I mean, what is it? Remember, was last year in sophomore year we ran track together, or did you run freshman year too? I ran freshman year. Oh, Remember, freshman? I was a hybrid. I was a thrower slash uh, sprinter. Ooh. Yeah, Joe, you like oh, yeah. throwing. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, was it? Oh, oh you remember last year? Uh, the, the cold the cold meet? 
Boy, Buha's gonna catch these hands that day. <laughs> gonna make me run a four hundred on a freaking on a cold. I couldn't even feel my hands. Like it, it was just so bad. Like, like this is not stereotypical. This is just a real thing. I'm gonna be straight up. Black people do not do good in cold weather. That day, I cannot feel my hands. If I can't feel my hands, I can't tie my shoes. You know, I hear that a lot. Why? Did, why is that like a thing? Like, is it just like a? I don't know. I think it's just genetics, bro. Like it's just genetics. Like I know I'm like I'm mixed. Like I'm like thirty to forty percent white. The other side is black. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I don't know. Like like we just do terrible and cold. Like. Some of us, like, it's very, very few of us that actually do well in the cold. Like, my father and my sister, they really don't get cold when it's cold. But when it's cold for me, oh, yeah, I'm wearing long johns, two things of gloves, some extra socks, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I guess that kind of brings us to our next point, obviously. So, people have been hearing about, obviously, you're kind of moving away. You said you were going to go Division two, but what changed your mind? So, during my sophomore year, uh, I had a rough start. I started up bad. Probably lost, like, my first, like, five matches or something like that. Uh, I think roughly that amount. We all had a bad start to the year. Yeah. And then later on, so, I go on a winning streak out of nowhere. I'm like, I'm going crazy. I'm sad. McGrath about to pull me out. got pulled up to varsity that um, that same week to start winning. Got, a, got, like, a silver or gold medal in the tournament. And they went against DZS again. And we had two meets be like back to back, and I didn't have enough time to heal. So one day we wrestling against DGS, I get caught in an awkward situation, and I heard a pop in my back, in my lower back. Oh, is that like an injury? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was terrible. That was the most pain I've ever been in my entire life. And when I got up, like after after the meet was after the match was over, I barely remember what happened. I remember getting up and my back was like super duper tight, and I, I'm trying to walk. And it's getting tighter and tighter. And I'm crying in my head. I'm like, I can't cry. Uh, I can't show nobody how, like, I'm crying because I see that as a sign of weakness. So I'm walking. I'm just like, man, God, please, please tell me not this bad. I'm off here. I go to Katie, one of the trainers. I'm like, hey, I need some ice. I need some ice. My back really hurt. I sit down. And I feel something sticking on my back. And it was a bone. I went to the doctors a little while later. They said, yeah, you herniated a disc. And I asked them what I should be doing. They said, do some self-care because your back is really tight. And ever since then, I just had a back problem and bye-bye scholarships. Yeah. Dude, like, for someone kind of looking into doing sports in college and stuff like that, what's kind of like the best advice you can give? So, the biggest thing that people will fail to realize is the fact that time management is, like, the most important thing. Because when you get into, like, high school sports is way different than college sports. When you're in college, that only becomes your job. It's like working a four, like nine to five or something like that. You have very little time to do your homework. So uh, the advice I give y'all is just, just manage your time the best you, as you possibly can. Because they're not going to wait on you. you. You're a grown person. You got to do your own stuff, make your own decisions. Your mommy and daddy's not there to help you. So if you manage your time good, then you ain't got to worry about nothing. All right. Well, that's some good advice, Nixon. Now kind of on to the more fun part of the podcast. Oh, yeah. Obviously... That was kind of just a quick overview of Nixon and kind of his sporting career, because that's kind of his expertise, and I'd I'd say. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, we have an article here. It's about a boxer back in Baltimore who had his phone in his pocket in the middle of the match, and he basically, his phone fell out of his pocket, 
during the first round after getting hit. What are your opinions on this? So, so far, what the ref did was he picked up the phone and gave it back to his corner. But, in your opinion, do you think he should be disqualified? Man, <laughs> that's some new stuff. Uh, I think that's just stupid to that is your phone like, during a match. Like, bro, you literally boxing. And you got a whole cell phone in your pocket? You wanted to record the fight that much? Yeah, he just goes back into the corner and starts playing some game during right. the match. Like, hey, man, hey, I need some money. I got to buy some gifts for class yeah, plans. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, dude, like, what is you thinking, bro? You're supposed to be boxing. Like, he shouldn't have got disqualified. I would just laugh at him. I would have laughed my ass off. I went and gave his phone back. Yeah, that's just that's more humi- <laughs> that's more humiliating than it is like right close to a disqualification. It's I think like that's just stupid. If he don't win, he ain't definitely getting that phone back. <laughs> if he lose, oh my god, <laughs> bro. Honestly, what if what if your girl was about to text you? So she's like, I got an important text for you. Would you go into the boxing match with that phone? No. See. In that moment, she said no not to text me. But it feels like with some freaky dicky stuff <laughs> and and I know that it's some freaky dicky stuff, I might have to like, you know, hurry up, get the round over. As soon as I get in my corner, take out the gloves real quick, look at the text message, send something back, and then continue on my fight. <laughs> yeah, would no you, cap. Would you, <laughs> no would cap. you undo the tape so you can message something back? I don't know, I use my tongue or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. They gotta go through, man. You know, tough times out here. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, besides sports, obviously, we've talked about it, but you've worked a lot of different jobs. And so, of course, like around this area, mm-hmm. from like Burger King to McDonald's. So, what do you, can you give advice to people looking for jobs as like teenagers? So, as teenagers, we are in the worst generation in history. Technology is fucking us over. I'm going to be honest. It really is. So the advice I give y'all is be good. No, get good at doing interviews. Your resume can suck. Like, it can suck booty. But as long as you have good communication skills and you can actually engage in a conversation and sound smart and look presentable, you got the job. That's all you have to do. How do you think I got so many jobs? I, my resume wasn't the best. It was just the fact that I could communicate. My communication skills are out of this world. And also, make the person laugh. Don't talk about you. Talk about the facts about the company. You know, because whatever, cause that's the one thing I look for to see if they need, like, because they want to put their trust in you right then and there because they need some people to hire you. Sometimes, like, right now I'm at the Ford dealership. They need me desperately. I got hired and had my first date on the same day. I don't know why. It just happened. But if you're going to, like, apply to other jobs, all you got to do is, you know, be good at doing interviews. That's all I got to say to that. <laughs> all right. So, like, interpersonal skills. Uh, anything you anything you feel like talking about on the podcast? Anything you think our viewers should know? <sighs> For viewers out there who got, who's in a relationship. All right. This is the Nixon love advice. <laughs> all right. I like it. Look, man. For all y'all those in relationships, if you a guy with a girl, I'm going to give you some advice right now. Don't argue. I know y'all might think that y'all could win the argument. I'm going to let y'all know this now. It never works out well. Because two things will happen. Not trying to be sexist. This is just what I experienced, ladies, okay? I like y'all all equally. But y'all got some crazy sides to you. I'm not going to lie. It's either we win and she's like she just gets angry and like to start throwing stuff at you. 
or you lose and she will let you know that you lose. But the third thing is actually three things. The last thing is that if you still win, she's going to get very, 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 very emotional. So basically, you won the argument, but you lost the war. Because at the end of the day, you got to go back home with that lady. And if she ain't talking to you or nothing like that, oh, yeah, you know you messed up. And then that's you get all sent to like, oh, baby, I didn't mean it. Motherfucker, you meant it. You just didn't mean it like that. She just took it the wrong way. She just can't accept the loss. That's, that's what I got to say to that part. All right. Now we move into our next segment called Quora Hotline. In this segment, we're going to take questions emailed to me by Quora, and we're going to give our best attempt to answer them. You guys ready? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next week, we're going to be taking view- viewer-submitted advice questions, and the person to submit the best question is going to win a gift card next week. So make sure you guys follow my Instagram story and submit a question. Okay, I'm going to answer that. All right. First question, I'm going to target this one towards Joe and Nixon. This is from Quora, from Susan. My 19-year-old son watches a lot of anime. I told him, if he doesn't grow up, I'll kick him out of the house. What should I do? You take that one, Joe. Um, I got I okay. to you. Um, I mean, I, I would get to say that we need a little bit more information, because if he's just watching anime, that's it's a bit weird, but it's whatever. Um, if he's acting like a complete hermit in your house and not doing jack shit other than staying in the house and watching anime, you should definitely kick him out. Um, yeah, if your kid's kind of acting weird, you should try to get him to shape up, maybe uh, get him to work out, go out with friends that aren't weird kids. And um, Now, this is a big topic on the last podcast, like yeah. what constitutes someone as being overly so, weird. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Joe, Joe is somewhat right, but he's wrong at the same time. Mm-hmm. If your son really likes anime and... He and he's 19 years old. If he's really, really first, you got to see how good he is at the game, because if he's that <laughs> like good, anime is yeah. not a game. It's, it's like a, a it's like a cartoon. Just watching a TV show. Yeah. If he just yeah. want to sit at home and watch TV show, yeah. not play the video game. There's no video games involved. That's not a video game. It's, it's just watching straight TV it's shows. Watching, <laughs> it's watching like like animated cartoons. Okay. So you tell me a grown man is just sitting at home watching anime. Yeah. yeah. So look, look, that's look, what I yeah. Look, your son needs a little bit of help <laughs> and a lot of attention. Because that's the one you need to watch out for. I agree with the second part. He that means that there's something seriously wrong that's going on with him, and you need to address it. Because nine times out of ten, that means that he's just sitting in his bedroom, eating and using the bathroom, and going right back to his room, not even saying nothing to y'all when he's passing y'all, because he's so dedicated to watching anime. So just put him on punishment and talk to him. But don't put him on punishment too long, because then as you get to arguments, you're saying you're ruining my life. I don't like you, blah, blah, blah. It's just a bunch of BS. He's just emotional as hell in that moment. So how are you going to punish him when he's like 19? Like, man. Like a timeout? If he's in your <laughs> if he's in your household, just cut off everything in his room. Make him pay for it. Well, so I mean, basically, I, I personally know how my punishment was. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what was your punishment, Joe? Uh, getting... The viewers know what a, what a gulag is. Yeah, so... Uh, a general joke with my friend group is that I was locked up in what we call the gulag, which is Russian for essentially like a concentration camp, right? <laughs> I believe that's what it was. It was. Um, and uh, it was just a joke because I was uh, grounded for six months after some incidents during our homecoming. That's it? Uh, yeah. And But the whole time when I would try to go out, um, my parents would threaten to kick me out. Um, 
And so obviously nothing dra- to that point, like for the a kid that's just watching anime, but um, definitely something to make it so that he's not such an outcast. So obviously so. different different people like different parents have different stereotypes. Oh, like, of obviously of people stereotype Asian parents as being very like on grades and stuff like that. Yeah. I haven't experienced that. But I've also heard stereotypes about black parents. Do you, do you want to comment on that, Nixon? So this is the thing with black parents. Like, it's like you got to take care of school, especially coming from a bad neighborhood to a white neighborhood. Okay, a good neighborhood. That's what they say. <laughs> white neighborhood? <laughs> some, some a, bad, a bad neighborhood to a white <laughs> Not Not that of racism, nothing, you know. It's just a lot of y'all out here. You know, and like the biggest thing I always tell us: be respectful, and don't get a phone call home. One time, I got a phone call home. It was raps. You know, she she grabbed the belt. Ooh, are you talking about freshman year after the football game? Or I died year? that day. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not talking about that day. This that is a different day. This is like middle school, because oh. I was failing, bro. Like that, I've never like when I in sixth grade in Austin, Chicago, we were still adding decimals. When I went to seventh grade, <laughs> you're adding decimals. Yes, bro. We were doing decimals, bro, in sixth grade. I went and I come to this neighborhood. We learned. I don't even know what a fraction was then. We're doing fractions. We're doing like like some geometry. Wait, you know, I thought you learned fractions before decimals. Nope, not in that neighborhood. Nope, no, we did not. We didn't get that till later. <laughs> they just skipped the chapter. Dog, they skipped <laughs> they a couple basic, hundred chapters. They skipped basic <laughs> basic <math. laughs> like, bro, it was, like I'm not bashing. It was just bad, bro, because like the education yeah. level was like totally different. Uh, I did. I heard some research. They said like a 3.0 GPA out here is like a 3.5, 3.6 GPA out there in Chicago. Which is a, a huge difference because I can tell. That's how you know, like the education difference yeah. is is not that good. Like it shouldn't be like that. It should be equal all over. But I think what black people, what black parents want their kids to do because they don't want to be in a stereotype. They don't want you like gang being. They don't want you like uh, being something that you're not. They just want you going to school, get on your get on your shit basically, and do what you got to do so you can make it in the world. Because nine times out of ten, like with my parents. Um, they they lived in Harvey, Illinois, which is like a terrible neighborhood. It's a little bit it's like twenty minutes away from Inglewood. And it was just like we taking your head for the better because I could have still been out there in Chicago in a rough neighborhood but not being the way I am now. So yeah. they had to make a so black parents typically when they move you out here in like areas like this, they're making sacrifices for you so you can live a better life than they did. And that's one thing I, I I felt to appreciate in the beginning because I thought it was torture. I'm like, man, I'm not gonna get along with all these rich people. Like these people probably own my house and my life and stuff like that. Like I don't want to be here. But at the end of the day, it's not about that. It's about you just getting on your stuff so you can go ahead and get what they have. Yeah. All right. Next segment is obviously gonna be our viewer submitted questions. So we had a few viewers submit. I obviously posted on the Instagram story. We had a few viewers submit questions for you or just kind of questions for the podcast in general. Uh, I'm going to give the first name, and then we'll skip the question. So, first question is targeted towards Nixon from oh, Julius. And Julius <laughs> asks, how did Nixon become DGN's most successful athlete of all time? So, this all you have to do, alright, this this all I did. Because a lot of people don't know, all I did was eat. You know, like, I hate the fact that coaches be like, man, you need to stop eating all that sugar and stuff, dude. Like if I as long as I do good, shut up. Like I'm like just let me do me. You know what I'm saying? Like no offense. Like this is what I was thinking. Cause it's like sugar. If you think about it, sugar gives you a little bit of adrenaline for like a certain amount of time. 
I always ate like before a track meet. Like I eat like some Skittles or like some Milky Ways, a couple of Snickers and stuff like that before I ran. So I had a little boost of energy by the time I ran. It worked, and the time I didn't eat Skittles and shit like that, I kind of lost. So you're saying you're saying that like sugary junk food was like yes, kind of ex- helping you like get like a jolt of energy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you an example. Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. What does he do? Does he eat Skittles? He eats Skittles doing a game. Uh, Skittles, if you want to sponsor us, uh, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hit me up, you know, I'll give you my number down in the description. <laughs> but, uh, but no, like, Skittles actually do help because, like, Marshawn Lynch, like, they did a test on sports science that had him before Skittles and him after Skittles. Everything in his went up like 20%. <laughs> so, sweets, like, sweets are good depending on how much you eat of those sweets because you got to think about it. Sweets have an after effect. Your stomach hurt, you don't feel good, you got to throw up. Like, that's really it. That's all it comes down to. But the thing I did to become a, a successful athlete, man, I'm just natural. I'm just a born legend. Like, he's, a, he's a born legend. I, I really can't say too much about it. Like, I was always good at sports. My mom played football, basketball, and soccer and baseball. My dad played football, one of the best in the nation at one point. So Your mom played football? I told you, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah. Okay. Well. Really good. Our next question is... It's from Lewis, and it says, awesome. what annoys you most about white people? Oh, my God. When they try to act like me, bro. Like, like if you don't know what a foe is, bro, just shut up. Like, if you're not a foe, I hate it when y'all try to talk like us. You know how embarrassing that is, bro? Like, y'all might not think it's embarrassing me that I think about this. If I take one of y'all little asses out to the Chicago with me, like, you will be scared shitless, bro. You'll probably be standing behind me trying to make me protect you. And not and bro, y'all don't even know what half of the shit mean when I be saying it. Like when I say blood, I'm not a blood. I just say because it it's a it's like a metaphor for using a sentence, you know. And y'all don't know when to stop. Oh, what's up, my neighbor? I'm gonna keep it, <laughs> like I'm gonna give it a buck fifty with y'all, bro. Like not like sometimes we wanna knock y'all the fuck out because y'all be sounding stupid, bro. Like y'all don't understand how dumb y'all sound. Now if we have more black people in this school. Because we don't, we damn near going extinct at Downs Grove North. They all are DGS. <laughs> Black people be going extinct. <laughs> right, right at this school. If you had some of the kids from Bolingbrook and uh, DGS, all of them coming to this school, y'all not going to be saying nothing. Y'all be scared as hell. Y'all ain't saying it because not a lot of us. So stop trying to, like, abbreviate some stuff. Like, don't don't try to say the N-word and try to cover it up by saying neighbor. Because I'm going to be honest, bro. At this point, I'm starting to get the fuck out. I'm just, I'm let y'all know. It's kind of annoying. Actually, it's not kind of. It's really annoying. How would you feel if I was to go up to you and say, hey, what's up, my cracker, and just walk off? You don't like that. So just stop. Just, just stop. Nixon, you're arguing with the mic. But I know. I like, can't <laughs> talk back to you. I really was just there, bro. I was yelling at the mic. Like, you want to say something? He's going off. Right. right. And then I guess our next one, I don't really understand this question, but it's from Migs. Uh, do you miss anything about Westview? What's your best memory? Uh, so yeah, uh, Westview's the uh, middle school I went to initially when I moved to Chicago. So the most thing I miss about Westview it was just the fact that like it was like a bond that all the eighth graders had because we all knew each other like like literally and, and that's when my legend like my legacy started. This, where the, came this is where the legend started. This guys. is where it started. It didn't start in Chicago. It started when I moved out here. All right, this is the origins of Nixon's legend. Right. And so <laughs> I came in here, bro, like like seventh grade. I didn't know nobody, but I was very talkative. I was talking to everybody. 
Like, I don't care who it was. You was a teacher. I was talking to you. You was a bad. I was talking to you, too. But that's a different story for a different day. Um, now, I just came here. I just started talking to everybody and got into sports. And I got really good at sports. I wasn't the best at basketball, but I knew how to play it enough. And eighth grade, as officially, when I became good at wrestling, became captain, so grades weren't looking good, but I didn't give a damn long as I had over a D in all my classes I could wrestle. Yeah. But the most thing I missed about Westview was the fact that it was just like, it was just that bond. And also, um, yeah, that's all, That's pretty much all it was. It was just the bond I had with everybody. Because uh, they said like most of the people that come out of Westview, they go to like Hensdale Central because about 85 to 90% of people that went that graduated from Westview every year. They go to Hensel Central. The other pieces go to, like, um, DGN. Yeah. I mean, what is it? Like, me... Joe, you went to Herrick, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we went to Herrick, which was definitely an experience. I mean, it yeah, was, it was, like... Uh, it was, you're talking about annoying white people. Mm-hmm. You get the jackpot at Herrick. Herrick well, y'all, get shot up. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing this coming. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> Roll it back. All right. Um. Anyways... We're about to hit our time limit, though. That was that was a great podcast, Nixon. Would you like to plug anything, Instagram, anything? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> please, I would say follow me on Instagram, but it could be for real, but I'm not going to say that. Uh, <laughs> I know I just said it. Yeah, go ahead and follow me on Nick at, on Instagram at Nick Beast for real. Add me on Snapchat at NixonLesson25. And if you have honest questions, no racist stuff, I ain't got time for you, get blocked. Ask me questions about anything, and I'll give you an answer. All right. (laughs) You guys know the Nixon Hotline. This has been Unqualified Podcast. See you guys next time. Just to get Joe's Instagram. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Hey, don't be that boy at Dos Leno or something um, like that. Joseph Joseph. No, I'm I mean I'm a